three entitled teenagers intentionally start to destroy my car, all while I'm driving down the street. So I called the cops, pressed charges against these teenagers, and ended up getting all three of them put in jail. And at the end of the day, it's all entirely their own fault. Here's what happened. So this all starts out with a mutual friend by the name of Ben. He was driving himself down Johnson Road, and Johnson Road was one of those uncommon roads in suburbia that was kind of narrow. As he was driving, there were these three teenagers, ranging from 16 to 19 years old, walking shoulder to shoulder along the road with their backs to his car. Not trying to hit them, Ben moved to the far left side to avoid them and give them enough space so that he could pass. But as it turns out, it was all a ruse by those three kids to get cars to pass along them just as Ben had just done. When he passed by them, they took out baseball bats they were hiding and started smashing his car as he passed. They took out his side mirror and caused some minor damage. Well, Ben wasn't too happy, so he pulled over and got out of his car to address this issue, which was not too smart since it's already 3 to 1, but you'll understand in a minute why he felt so confident. The three kids see him and they realize their advantage, so they start charging at him with their bats raised in the air. But this is where things get really good. Ben pulls something out that immediately makes them freeze, and it's something that he had just in case for self-defense, if you know what I mean. It turns out, Ben is a retired Marine with a concealed permit, if you know what I mean. The three kids freak out and stop in their tracks, their arms raised up. Ben directs them to get on their knees, lay face down, and keep their arms and legs spread out. Now, this was back in 2000 when cell phones were not as common, but Ben happened to have one. He then immediately called the cops on the kids right then and there. He said on the phone, my name is Ben, I'm on Johnson Road, and three teenagers just attacked my car and even threatened to attack me. I am carrying personal protection with a permit and I have them on the ground and subdued. I need an officer to come by here as I am going to press charges and I want them arrested. When the officer arrives, I am the one with the protection device and I will follow his instructions. After hearing this, the kids start begging for him to let them go, cursing each other, all while giving sob stories in the process. But Ben's not listening. The cop arrives and orders Ben to put down his protection device, which he does immediately. This is when things get even better from here, as it turns out that the cop is a retired Marine as well. The police officer hears his statement, sees the evidence, and then they have this exchange. The cop looks at Ben and says, so they came right at you and you didn't try and defend yourself? And that's when Ben responded by saying no. They listened to my command so I didn't need to defend myself. And the cop looks stunned when Ben said that. The cop then looks at the three kids and says, you're lucky you got him and not me. I absolutely would have defended myself against you three if I saw you three coming at me with baseball bats. If this guy had done that, all of you would no longer be alive. So eventually, after having a discussion back and forth, the three kids get arrested, and the cop tells the two youngest kids that they are probably going to ruin their lives if they keep this up. He tells the 19-year-old that he's over 18 years old and that he is already an adult, so it's too late for him. He's absolutely going to jail. But it gets even better from here. They all end up in court, and as it turns out, the judge's son is currently in the Marines. He then tells the other two kids that they're going to be tried as adults as well, and eventually all three of them go to jail for the maximum sentence that our state allows for this crime. And honestly, with all things considered, these three punks absolutely had it coming. What a terrifying story. I can't imagine driving on the side of the road, trying to go around a group of kids, only to then have them start bashing in my car with their baseball bat. I mean, in what universe is that a good idea? Did they seriously think anything good would come out of them doing that? 
that? Like, that's honestly insane to me. There's got to be something better to do with your time than going around waiting for cars to pass you just so you can start taking a baseball bat to their car. They seriously got off lucky because I think the cop put it best. If this was anybody else, they might not be alive right now. The original poster showed a lot of restraint and a lot of bravery for even pulling off to the side of the road. I think I would have just kept driving and followed those kids and called the cops on the way. I don't think there's any way I would have gotten out of my car. And what a way to ruin your life all at once, all of the sudden. Like, this literally is the end of these kids' lives. This is going to follow them for the rest of their lives, and they are literally going to have to deal with this forever. Every job application, everything they do, it's always going to come back to this weird situation where they quite literally mess with the wrong guy, and they got exactly what they deserve. It's honestly crazy to me that someone would jeopardize their future like this, all for some kind of joke or a prank. I mean, I am genuinely curious as to what was going through their heads. And I think you understand why I couldn't say certain words in this story, but I think you can probably infer what the protection device he pulled out that caused these kids to stop in their tracks, which honestly was smart. It is three-on-one regardless of age, and they have baseball bats. Like, that is not something you want to dance with. But thankfully, justice absolutely was served against these three punks. They got what was coming to them, and they honestly deserved every bit of justice and jail time that they had to endure as a result. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My entitled parents and brother come to me once again requesting that I give them money so that my brother can finally get an apartment of his own. And it is incredibly exhausting dealing with my entitled family once again after I made it very clear that I don't want them in my life. Here's what happened. So this story is an update to a previous story that we covered on the channel where a man has been dealing with his parents and his entitled brother by the name of Dan and their ridiculous demands for his house as well as his property. Here's what he had to say. So this will not surprise some people who commented on my previous posts because my parents did some of the exact things they said they would, which was wanting either money or my signature. I did expect the classic line of narcissist saying that I owed them somehow or give me some kind of BS where I need to share the wealth. But that was just my imagination running wild. The ensuing situation was somewhat similar to that, but much more tame, I guess you would say. They seemed to know not to push me too far and were mostly aiming for pity. It began when my parents recently got in touch with me through social media and asked for a meeting in a public place of my choosing. And when I read this message, it screamed to me that this was a trap. But honestly, I wasn't afraid. In fact, I was amused. They know now I'm not someone to be messed with anymore. So I could only wonder what they wanted this time. I picked a popular Italian restaurant that I'm sure you could probably figure out and we met up there. Dan was also with him, but he kept his mouth shut most of the time. We had an awkward greeting, ordered some drinks, and then cut to the chase. My parents begged me to help Dan get his own apartment so he can finally move out. Apparently, Dan's credit isn't so great, and it really makes me think, gee, I wonder why. Could it be his entitled wife regularly spending his money into a hole? Well, they asked that I can help by either supplying some capital or by co-signing for the apartment and helping to pay the rent for it. And when I heard that, I simply said no to both options. And once I did that, that's when Dan spoke up in anger and yelled at me that I have so much money and that I don't have a family to support like he does. He needed my help and I apparently should be sparing the money for his family since I don't have one myself. And at that point, I just started laughing and I asked where they were when I needed their help. Oh, that's right. They were pointing and laughing at me for being homeless. Or should we maybe go further back into my childhood? I would love to delve into that with plenty of ears to listen in all around us. 
My mother grabbed my hand and begged me not to speak of any of it. My father and Dan both just looked away and said nothing. And I'm pretty sure that they wanted to say something to me like they usually would, but they begrudgingly held their tongues instead. I asked them if they thought I was rich or something, and the way they looked at me said it all. And when I told them I don't have that kind of money, they looked at me like a deer in the headlights. I broke it down about how much I've managed to save for the down payment on my house and the way I had to live and work to save up that much money so fast. I then explained how I nearly spent all my money on the down payment of my house. I'm still financially recovering. I did have monthly income to spare, yes, but most of it was going right into my savings. I asked Dan what his yearly salary was and when he told me, I pointed out that it was actually a bit higher than mine. I then loosely broke down in rough math in front of my parents on how about 70% of my income goes into my mortgage, as well as my insurance, gasoline, internet, phone, food, and other bills. And then maybe if I'm lucky, there's about 30% of that left at most that I can put into my savings. And I need that money saved up to get back on my feet in time. And I need to make sure that I have savings to fall back on just in case. For example, my truck is from the 90s. If it were to break down, I would need money to either fix it or replace it. And there's other things one would need for a rainy day fund, like home repairs, doctors, taxes, lawyers, or anything in general you'd need quick cash for when it's a sudden, unexpected expense. So, as you can see, I just can't spare any money for Dan. I also refuse to co-sign for anything, as that would leave me on the hook for any bill Dan couldn't or wouldn't pay for. And that's when I pointed out to them that this is probably why my parents didn't co-sign for Dan's apartment themselves long ago. And my mother just once again started crying. I was pretty much one step ahead of them in all of this. I am not an ATM, and I'm not a fool. And I stated that right to their faces. I expected my father to become angry with me like he always does. But this time, he just, well, he didn't. I've known this man to explode on me for the slightest provocation of not enabling my brother all of my life. But this time, he just didn't do that. There wasn't even a sneer on his face. The only way I could describe the look on his face was that of regret and defeat. Maybe regret for being a terrible parent, or maybe regret because he can't bully me around anymore. Honestly, who knows? Either way, my parents couldn't really argue with me, and I wasn't about to give them any money. Dan just got up and said this was all just a waste of their time, and that he was leaving. My mother started apologizing for him, but Dan still wanted to leave. Then, just to destroy him with kindness, I offered to buy them a round of unlimited soup and salad while we were all there. Now, I guess they couldn't turn down free food, since we hadn't ordered anything but drinks yet, and with that, they decided to stay. I went out of my way to talk about anything other than money. Dan remained quiet the entire time, and was either eating his food or looking at his phone, but my parents just awkwardly talked with me. They brought up that they've recently joined a local Christian church, and that they already have been going for about two weeks now. I said to them, good for you, and they of course started to advertise that they would like me to go as well. I simply said no thanks, and that they were smart enough to not try and push me further. When the meal was finished, Dan left $10 on the table for the tip and walked off without saying another word to me or anyone else. My mother just excused his behavior and we all parted ways. And that was about it. Not nearly as much drama as I thought there would be, but this is still far better than how things used to be with my parents and brother. Now, as for my sister-in-law, well, she's been regularly complaining about my parents online. She really doesn't seem to like the fact that she's not Queen B of their house. And I think her toxicity is finally getting to them. Why else would they be so 
so desperate to come crawling back to me for money. My sister-in-law actually wants my parents to move into a camper like I had to do in order to make space in the house for her. And they have told her no every time. She does seem to have a following of Karen-minded people like her though because here and there I get messaged by someone I don't know that are intent on raging at me for not giving up my house for my sister-in-law. But I don't bother to argue with these people anymore. I just block them and move on. Though there was one persistent troll who had my phone number of all things and they call from different numbers every time. Yes, it seems to be the same person who called me to say to me that I need to make way for a real family man like Dan, but I honestly could care less. The calls though seem to have slowed down for the most part, if not stopped entirely, thankfully, because I made it clear to that person that they were only amusing me by keeping this up for so long. The last time they called was around the beginning of the month, and it's been silence from them ever since then. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The original poster of this story certainly has a very interesting situation with their parents and brother, not to mention their sister-in-law, who is seriously just a snake in the grass. It honestly blows my mind that these people keep coming back to the original poster, and they try to get some kind of leverage in his life once again. And it's also super surprising that the original poster hasn't cut them out of his life. Like, I seriously don't know why you don't just go no contact and give it maybe like a year for them to figure their stuff out. Because from the sounds of it, these people are super toxic, and they really don't sound like they have your best interest in mind in the slightest. My entitled grandmother treats me like garbage consistently, especially after I've done so much for her and tried so hard to earn my keep while I live with her for such a limited time, and I'm now so glad to be away from her, and I still can't believe the way she treated me. Here's what happened. So this happened in the space of a couple of months in 2020, right as COVID started getting bad where my family lived. I honestly just want to get this off my chest, because it's been weighing on me for such a long time. So at the time I was 21 years old and I had to move back home from another state on very short notice due to a driver's license issue since I couldn't get it reissued without physically going into the DMV of my home state. I had also just gotten fired from my job so I needed to get everything taken care of as soon as possible. My grandparents generously agreed to let me come stay with them and my grandfather even drove round trip to Michigan and back to pick me up and tow my car since I I couldn't even drive. I fixed my license problem and started job hunting while they were letting me stay there and I helped out around the property to earn my keep since at the time I couldn't pay them. They had a lot of animals that I fed and cleaned up after. I also mowed for them and moved mulch and planted trees and neither of them could really drive so I would chauffeur them around to take them to appointments, pick up medicine, go grocery shopping as well as a litany of other chores. I was also friendly with a couple of their neighbors who let me 
do some work on the side for a bit of cash to get me by. One of my grandmother's dogs and one of her cats ended up having puppies and kittens, and she let me take one of them. I love those little guys. I took care of them in addition to all the other animals. To keep a long story short, I broke my back for them to pay them back for getting me out of a bad situation, as well as giving me a place to stay. But living there wasn't easy to begin with. My grandfather suffered from Parkinson's and had more or less given up on trying to take care of himself and constantly asked people for help, including guests that would come over. All the while, my grandmother was verbally horrible to him, was manipulative to everyone around her, and constantly goaded me and others into conversations about religion, politics, and every other controversial topic under the sun that would inevitably turn into arguments because she's just obsessed with being right and awful. She's always had some fake news YouTube video playing on her TV that you would see immediately upon walking into the house. She has angered everyone in my family at least once, multiple times for most, as well as all of her neighbors at some point or another. In fact, my older sister lived with her for a while after moving out once she got pregnant with her first kid, and my grandmother guilt-tripped her into physical labor while she was pregnant. And then when my sister left, my grandmother called the cops to track her down because she reported that she stole their car, even though it was in my sister's name. Everybody else who's lived on her property or even just took jobs from her in the slightest all have had similar stories about how toxic she truly is. She's even complained about how her second house is so full of problems, even though she was the one who had a bunch of independent laborers build it based on her own design instead of hiring qualified architects and builders to do it for her. My mom won't even talk to her anymore. Fast forward to August of 2020 and I'm driving her home from one of her appointments and she starts talking about how vaccines cause autism. And this is one of her favorite topics since somehow she used to be a nurse. I've made every effort to tolerate her garbage up to this point, but after so many weeks of hearing the same stupid garbage almost every day, I was honestly over it. I told her she was wrong and that was about as far as the rest of the conversation went before she started yelling at me. All while I was still in the process of driving her home, mind you. She screamed at me, get out and go live with your mother for all I care. She then proceeded to chew me out about how she was sick of my attitude and that I didn't have any right to talk to her that way while also claiming that I didn't do anything around the property to help out. So you know what? I did exactly as she said and I moved in with my mom which also happened to be at the same time I finally found a job. The only problem was that I couldn't take my dog and cat with me since my mom had other cats and couldn't manage having a dog in the house. My grandmother who was still upset agreed to watch them only until I found a place of my own. In a couple of months I still haven't saved up enough money to save up my own place to have so I ended up moving into an extended stay hotel for a while. I visit my grandmother to tell her I'm still working on finding a place only to find out that she gave away my dog to the vet because I had not come to take him back yet. I still don't know what she did with my cat and when I called the vet later that day they explained to me that she lied to them about how she had tried to contact me and that I had abandoned my animals with her when she never once tried to call me once since I moved out. Unfortunately they had already adopted my dog to someone else and could not provide any contact information for confidentiality reasons and even though they said they would forward my information to the new owner in case they wanted to speak with me I never got a call from anyone. I still think about my dog and my cat and what they must have thought when they never got the chance to see me again. It honestly keeps me up at night sometimes because of how angry and sad it 
makes me. My grandfather has since passed away, and I truly hope he found some peace. He wasn't the easiest person to live with, and I know he was far from a saint in life, but even he did not deserve to endure the absolute nightmare that my grandmother put him through. All throughout the entirety of their marriage, she is still going on strong, surviving purely off of bitterness and spite, if I had to imagine it. I did have to miss my grandfather's funeral because of COVID, but honestly, when it comes time, I think I'm going to stay home for her funeral as well. What an awful circumstance to be stuck in. Not only are you going to these people to try and seek some kind of shelter and help, but they also treat you like garbage the entire time you're there. That is honestly so toxic and so unacceptable. So good for you for getting out of that situation, because it honestly sounded awful, and you definitely do not deserve to be treated that way. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.